1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are
0: waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, Doctor. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Oh, this this book is coming in at the right time. I mean, the way that we're exploring space right now, we need to get people on the right track and to get them to stop assuming because they saw it in a Star Wars movie. But the you know the reality of where we are in this moment of now.
1: Yeah, well, I don't like uh, science fiction and uh, I prefer to use the method of science to figure out the reality that we all share. And in particular, whether we have a neighbor, you know, that's the fundamental question. And
0: if we do have a neighbor, what does that neighbor look like? Do you Would you have any idea?
1: I prefer not to think about it okay. because uh, what I can imagine is what we know here on earth and it would be a complete surprise probably. So I think uh, we should just Uh, Search for any packages that were left at our doorstep or in our backyard, any tennis ball thrown by a neighbor. That would be the beginning of the acquaintance uh, with that neighbor. And once we find it, then, of course, we can try and figure out who sent it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm glad you used the word search. Searching is something that I love to do. And and in researching you, I, it was like, okay, so I want to know, are we searching in the wrong place as real people? Or should we leave this all in the hands of science?
1: Yeah, so in fact, for uh, 70 years, we've been searching for radio signals. Uh, this is just like waiting for a phone call. Uh, <laughs> nobody may call you if uh, nobody knows you're there and... Moreover, if you're not so significant or, uh, you know, they may not get engaged in the effort of contacting you. But um, another approach is to simply search your backyard for any objects that came from the street, because they can tell you that you have neighbors. And we haven't done that until the last decade. We, over the past decade, we found the first interstellar objects from outside the solar system. And the very first one was uh, spotted back in, January 2014, uh, almost a decade ago, uh, by the US government satellites, they noticed a fireball from a meteor, a half a meter object that collided with Earth and was moving very fast. In fact, if you extrapolate back in time, it was moving faster than 95% of the stars in the vicinity of the sun. Mm. And uh, moreover, the, the object disintegrated only under a very extreme stress. Uh, And so it was tougher in material strength than all other space rocks uh, ever uh, reported or cataloged by NASA, 272 of them. And so that raised the possibility in my mind that maybe it's technological in origin, because if you think about Voyager, uh, leaving the solar system in 10,000 years and eventually colliding with another planet wow. like the Earth, it would appear as a meteor in the sky of some unusual strength and, and speed. And uh, therefore, I decided to lead uh, an expedition to the Pacific Ocean, the crash site of this meteor, and collect any materials left from it. We were successful. We collected the, about 700 um Molten droplets from the surface of this object when it was exposed to the immense heat from the fireball that surrounded it as a result of friction with the air, um, and uh, we analyzed uh, about a tenth of those droplets uh, in uh, at Harvard University at the best with the best uh, instruments that the world has to offer, and we are about to announce the results uh, tomorrow in a press uh, release.
0: Wow. Wow. You know, the, the stories that you share are so amazing to so many young people's lives because when you're talking about going out there and searching for things that fell from the sky, you took me back to my childhood. I, that's all I ever did in Montana and Wyoming <laughs> was go out there and search for rocks. And then, you know, as a child, I would assume I was holding something that came from a different planet, but you're making it real
1: yeah well you know um, this uh, project uh, the expedition uh, had the, a price tag of one and a half million dollars and the funder uh, uh, provided his private jet and when i entered the jet um, uh, the pilot said uh, welcome aboard professor loeb and uh, i said the, you there is no need for titles here you can call me avi because Fundamentally, I'm a curious farm boy. I mean, I was born on a farm. And just like you said, I follow my childhood curiosity. And of course, there are lots of other... People who are, you know, they are experts on space rocks. They feel threatened by this study. They want everything in the sky to be made of stones. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the day that I brought back the materials from the expedition, there was a paper published in the Astrophysical Journal by an expert on on space rocks. And uh, he was arguing uh, this object must be a stone. And uh, I call that uh, the stone age of science, where everything in the sky must be stones.
0: Hmm. Avi, you've got to be inspired by what just took place last week with India landing on, on, on the moon and to go there and to do the research about something about ice being turned into fuel. This has got to inspire your creative heart and your love for the atmosphere.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, the moon is uh, the first uh, step towards space. Of course, then uh, there is Mars. But, but what I'm thinking about is going outside yeah. of the solar system. Yeah and traveling to another star. In fact, I calculated uh, we are currently uh, investing $2 trillion per year in military budgets uh, worldwide. And that is just uh, in order to engage in conflicts, uh, either kill others or uh, defend yourself from others that want to kill you. And these are destructive measures and they are all um, related to zero-sum games. And if instead we were to all uh, come together and decide that, we should cooperate with each other. All humans, you know, we are living on this uh, we are in the same boat, uh, which is the Earth, sailing through space. So let's work together. Then we will have a surplus of two trillion dollars a year suddenly. And if we were to invest it in space exploration, we could launch a CubeSat towards every star in the Milky Way galaxy, billions of them, within this century. Wow! Wow!
0: Would you say that your book, Interstellar, is a backstage pass to understanding what a UAP is? Because a lot of people still say UFO, but they need to understand this is a new language. This is a new age.
1: Right. So the U.S. government, uh, in particular, the director of national intelligence, delivered the two reports to Congress. And there was a new office established in the Pentagon. And. Um, apparently there are lots of reports hundreds of them every year from military personnel and they're based on um, high quality instruments uh, that are seeing unusual objects and um, we just have to wait and see if the government comes forward with any uh, interesting data i mean they have a lot of classified information that we have no access to and my uh, perspective was that maybe it would be faster Uh, for me to find what lies in interstellar space by going to the Pacific Ocean than waiting for politicians in Washington, D.C. to disclose it.
0: Yeah, wow. Now, one of the things that you suggest that we do as readers and as listeners is it's time to reset our beliefs and lifestyle. We're talking about cultural understanding of a new age.
1: That's right. And, um, you know, it's a transformative uh, change. It would be Uh, A new Copernican revolution The first one was About our physical place That we are not at the center of the universe And this one is more about uh, Us not being uh, At the center of the uh, uh, Intelligent universe The the collection of Intelligent species uh, In the cosmos And um, you know, we came relatively late, uh, only over the past few million years, uh, the human species uh, existed, and, uh, and that's one part in 10,000 of the age of the universe. And we also are not at the center of stage. Uh, so if you arrive late to a play and you are not at the center of the stage, <laughs> the play is not about you. And um, we better seek other actors who will tell us what the play is about.
0: Wow. Avi, I could talk to you all day. We have a billion years above us in that atmosphere up there, and I only get 10 minutes with you, but I I guarantee you we're going to be talking together soon, soon again. Thank you for having me. Well, you be brilliant today, okay, sir?